Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Mike and Jordan soar into a world where two incompatible Avengers will give us a lethal weapon spin on the superhero genre as they attempt to work together to uphold the legacy left behind by their best friend Steve Rogers, the original Captain America. In this week's episode, as the Flag Smashers escalate their efforts, Sam and Bucky take action. So, what's One World, One People? Welcome to the final episode of the now award-winning Showboys podcast, Falcon and Winter Soldier Companion Series. Um, yeah, welcome. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the live stream, or if you're listening to the audio version later, uh, we welcome you, and we are excited to dig into this series finale. Uh, I'm going to call it that, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, but uh, I... I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined, as always, with the Companion Series uh, by my good friend, Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? Good, good. Nice. And we have a very special guest, uh, the other, some say, better half of the Scene Snobs podcast. Um, Uh, Well, definitely true. I think I might have also said that to Mick last week, but... um, you either do. way <laughs> one of them has to be better than the other yeah. though, right we'll it's whichever it one's on our show at the current time it's i uh, like it that so today it's me I, yeah it's not, exactly. not playing favorites at all exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yes casey the madman plot he is joining us welcome casey thank you thank you so much for having me this is very exciting yes. super stoked to be here uh jordan and i have had the chance to square off before and it was fantastic sharing a screen with you sir and mike yeah. this is our first time I know. This is uh, our first time. So I, I watch the the Tuesday night scene snobs podcast pretty regularly, and I have conversed pretty regularly with Casey over the interwebs. But this is the first time we've actually spoken, and I feel really nervous and giddy, like a I don't know. I'm finally talking to like my first crush or something. I oh, didn't mean to make that here. really weird. It's but. so exciting. No, I'm getting verklempt. <laughs> it's beautiful. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know I'd be treated so well. I'm coming back anytime, guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I like I like how that sounds. Um, <clears throat> but yes, so we're here to break down episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, so usually we start off just giving like our general opinions of the episode off the top. And then we like really break down into the details. Uh, so let's start with you, Casey. What what was your uh, general you know thoughts on the episode here? Uh, general thoughts on the episode was I was very excited for it to end the way it did. <laughs> like, not in a bad way. It was a fantastic right. series. I just, anything more you do is just stretching it along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've already seen Marvel burnout happen uh, towards the end of last of phase four mm-hmm. when everything wrapped up with Endgame. So I'm excited that they've kind of cut it down. They've given us the story. There's no watered down levels to it. Parts I disagree with, which I'm sure we will get into. But overall, yeah. this was a it was a good series. It was a good show, and yeah. uh, Sam's Captain America is the tits, dude. 
the suit. It was awesome. So cool looking. So rad. Um, Jordan, thoughts, opinions. Uh, they, I, you know, I, I liked it. I, they wrapped it up better than I thought they would. We had to talk about last time. There was a lot to do in this episode. Yeah. Um, they did consolidate a little bit like we talked last time. Uh, I think I think there's, there could have been a little more dialogue in certain places for certain characters to close out certain situations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Overall, overall, I was very, I mean, you know, I'm talking about Bucky in that aspect, but um, mm-hmm. overall it, it was a, it was a good episode and the introduction of Sam as Captain America was, was done pretty well. I was pretty yeah. happy with it. Yeah. Uh, man, his, his suit just looked so cool. Like I loved yeah, it dude. so much. Um, I will say that uh, I'm, I'm a bit sad. A little bit disappointed. And I think you might know why. Um, Jordan, I had full intentions of, yeah, exactly. Starting this episode (laughs) with 10 rings on my fingers. Going like this. Doing a little John Cena for you. Uh, But alas, you see, my fingers are empty. And so is my heart. Because (laughs) there was no no connection between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And let me just say... Kevin, Mr. Feige. Okay. Just me and you right here. Real quick. It's a little side. You really dropped the ball here, man. You missed a big opportunity to really link up two great properties. Okay. Follow me. About 80% of the people that are into the MCU are not like hardcore comic fans and really are probably going to have no idea what Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings are. Right. You have so you have this seemingly like really unconnected, wild, far out there movie that's about to come out what in September, I think. They just Maybe. I don't I I might be pulling that date out of my my butt here, but I know they just released the trailer like last week. Um anyways. Uh so you you're introducing this new hero, the, this new story element to the MCU that a lot of people are gonna have no idea like what this is and maybe not be that invested off the start or that interested because they have no idea how this ties into anything. And here we are finishing up a a six episode series of two very well-known and well-established characters that you've had, you know, 10 to 13 years to develop and bring people, uh, you know, along with in Sam and Bucky and Captain America and the winter soldier and and this whole storyline. And they even like go to Madripoor, like where the Mandarin and like all these people hang out. There's so many ways you could have just introduced a little Easter egg or like a little post credit scene or something of like, you know, Sharon, you know, maybe when Sharon's talking on the phone, it flips over and she's talking to the (laughs) Mandarin, right? I'm just saying, like, there's so many, like you could have just tied the two together and brought some like, additional hype to shang chi i don't know i'm just really like trying to make something of my ridiculous theory that went nowhere <laughs> to make myself feel a little bit better about myself <laughs> well, wasn't the introduction to the city i mean you could count that that's a, that's yeah. a little win uh yeah, it was the one and it's only good enough for me good i'm so i'm technically yeah. still right i, I okay, think when, when right. sharon when sharon made a call i saw her it was like 1-800-t-e-n-r-i-n-g-s <laughs> 
that was actually in Batrock's suitcase when he opened it. There were ten rings in there. I don't know if you saw those. Yes, I love it. Actually, <laughs> Batrock comes out in the final battle with like a Fu Manchu. There you go. Um, yeah. Like where have you been hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> On the other uh, side of Madripoor. Yes, the low, low town. Um, but yeah. Anyways, you know. That aside, uh, I thought it was a pretty cool episode. Um, I thought uh, they definitely channeled their inner Oprah and were just like passing out closure to everyone here at the end. I mean, yep. so much closure, uh, which is, is good. It's good to have closure. Um, but before we get into the, the details here, Mick told us last week that the Falcon is your favorite superhero. Uh, was for a long time one of yes. mine. I loved, loved the Falcon. Yeah, loved tell the us, Falcon. tell us more about that. Uh, when I was a kid, he was just one of those. He, I saw a team up with him in Captain America, and I was like, "Yeah, guy's awesome. <laughs> I want to fly." I had a big thing for flying. Love the idea of flying. It wasn't until X Men later that I realized teleportation is really the way to go. <laughs> but before that, <laughs> it was it was Falcon all the way, man. I thought he was such a fantastic, fantastic character. Nice. So, yeah. so what did what did you think when uh when we found out that he was gonna get this series and oh, kind of headline so excited. it? Yeah, it so exciting. I I've never really liked the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm on the other side of that where the Winter Soldier bothered me. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I don't like this guy. I don't like Bucky's storyline. I don't give a crap. Yeah. I'm not interested in his old war buddy. And I and then I don't know. Over time, they won me over. I think it was right around. Uh, I want to say maybe at the last movie. Okay. <laughs> Maybe all the way to Endgame, where I was like, "All right, he's, <laughs> he's, he's fine, he's not bad, yeah. he's okay." And the the more Sam inclusion, you know, the on your left, just the their yeah. back and forth was fantastic. And to see, and I've also always been an Anthony Mackie fan. Love that right. guy, phenomenal yeah. actor. Everything he's in, I'm I'm sold on. I'm a Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, I couldn't have loved it more. And another nice. reason it was the acting was fantastic. And yeah. also they did the reverse of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> where farewell or the last one return of the king which is an hour goodbye this was wonderful it was like a few seconds just cut scene then goodbye yeah, okay yeah. awesome oh you're gonna fade out fine let's go <laughs> yeah and i really loved uh sam and bucky's relationship how it's like kind of grew and into this bromance there at the end loved it yeah they did a really good job showing that and they had kind of pitched it as a buddy cop movie and i think mm-hmm. they paid off Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if it wasn't for that, uh, it was definitely like the Law and Order, like guitar riffs that we saw scattered throughout the entire series. Uh, one of those two solid. things probably sold it for me for the buddy cop. <laughs> uh, but yes, here let's get right into it. Enough dilly dallying around. Uh, it's recap time. So we started out with uh, <laughs> a heavy dose of exposition. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Pouring like a waterfall. <laughs> Just the old newscasters like, oh, here we are at the GRC vote where the terrorist group has come in and stopped the vote from happening. Uh, no one's allowed to fly. And uh, thank you for that, sir. I totally forgot two episodes ago when <laughs> that whole ending happened. Um, but yeah, so we're at the scene of the GRC vote and the flag smashers have rudely interrupted and uh, the GRC was about to vote on the issue of global resettlement post blip. Um, so here, you know, we, we get like montages of the, the different flag smashers we've seen throughout the series and like these different roles, like some of them are uh, like 
undercover emergency crew, uh, you know, policemen, whatever. Some of them are inside the building, um, you know, holding the politicians hostage. And then you have Carly just kind of hanging out in the background. Uh, Sam makes his entrance flying, soaring through the no-fly zone. He doesn't give a crap about rules. And uh, he's chatting with Bucky. He's, he's like, hey, you know, I called in some backup. And wouldn't you know, right before he finishes that sentence, uh, Sharon... <laughs> Pops out of the crowd doing her best scroll impression and just <laughs> rips off her off, yeah. uh, whatever, like Harry Potter invisible cape face. The total thing. recall face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get ready for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the, the whole like first half of this episode is just a lot of chaotic fight scenes. So the recap's going to be a little bit scattered and kind of, uh, you know, I mean, how do you recap a bunch of fighting? So I tried to pull out uh, some of the important things that I noticed throughout all this, but uh, I loved the amazing entrance Sam makes, like flying through the glass of the building, um, you know, hitting that dude with his shield. And he like does this cool, like little roll on the ground pops up and he's got a sweet new suit on. Um, you that, guy's, know, that guy's arm's probably broken. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't know if any of you watched UFC, but his arm might have been looking like Chris Weidman's leg from last oh, night, yes. anyways. Yeah, he's good Dude. at maiming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very Batman-like. Um, but, yeah, we got a nice uh, uh, exchange here with one of the security guards. He's like, who are you? I'm Captain America. I thought Captain America was on the moon. So we had a nice little Captain America conspiracy theory return from one of the first episodes. Um, but it, I did note here that it's kind of funny how, uh, like, it's kind of ironic hearing Sam be like, you know, proclaim i'm captain america after we've spent the entire series hearing john walker like force that down people's throats like yeah. audibly like anytime he could say it he's like i'm captain america um but i, I loved it because uh, well it's true um but hey what's up gents hello mr snob himself uh, i hope you weren't here when i said katie was or casey was the better half of the show um <laughs> who's katie it, uh, I don't know. There's someone Maybe. else on the show. Yeah, she's waiting in the in the little studio here. Um, <laughs> anyways, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like that kind of like inverse there, where you know Sam just he just got to say it one time, and that's all you need. Um, but like the next like 20 minutes probably of the episode is just like a giant you know fight scene after fight scene after fight scene. Um, but what'd you guys think of of Sam's entrance here as the new Captain America? So as soon as, I mean, as soon as he threw, you know, the shield through it and mm-hmm. the, the wings span it out, it gave you a quick glimpse of, you know, the suit in the air, which is really, really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when we first started, I think it was, it was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty good way to do it. It was, Sam's a much more, I mean, because he doesn't want to be Captain America in some ways. Now he accepted it. He's still kind of a very humble Captain America. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very humble introduction, instead of like you know fireworks going off and everything, and him <laughs> standing proud. He's just wearing a suit that he needs to be wearing at the time and right. doing the mission he needs to be doing. So like so. instead of you know having a marching band play your theme exactly. song as as you gallivant yeah. into the middle of a football yeah, field, salute, to yeah. be interviewed on Good Morning America. Good Morning America, yeah, <laughs> exactly. A little more uh, humble. 
Yes, uh, Mick has lots to say, and he is requesting that I I kick Casey off. Uh, It's only mildly hurtful. That is uncalled for, sir. Uh, But I am interested to hear what you have to say. So hopefully you have your typing fingers ready. Um, And before we get much further, um, Shang-Chi comes out September 3rd. So thank you for that, sir. Um, But yes, what do you think, Casey? Oh, I loved it. It was one of the coolest entrances I've seen for a superhero in a long time. Then that's not saying much because WandaVision was pretty awesome, but I was, <laughs> nah, I wasn't really, I was whelmed. I was severely <laughs> whelmed, but this was one of those, like I went straight back to being a 13 year old kid. I was just like, Oh my gosh, he's bursting. Yeah. Do you look at that suit? It's beautiful. And the way he wields the shield. Come on. Yeah. It was outrageous. It was so great to see. And it was not overstated. It was yeah. done perfectly. Just what it needs to be. Casey, real quick. This is, I thought about this particular episode, you know, after, you know, in like 2005, 2006 or whatever, or no, it was, no, it was 20, 2015 when you became on new Captain America. It wasn't that long ago. Um, but this is one of those things I didn't expect to see yet, you know, or really even see live action. So uh, it's, it's really cool to, 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 you know, you see Sam, as Captain America. It's just, yeah. it's just, I never thought I'd see a live action um, version of that. At they've least really fast forward years and years. It's yeah. true. Cause they've just jumped and it's yep. really great. They gave all of us when we were younger in our thirties. Now what we love mm-hmm. and now they're going, all right. And now here's what we're doing now. And yep. it's way cooler and yeah. it's way more inclusive. And there's a lot of neater stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. just excited for fantastic four to not be screwed up soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, after this whole Ten Rings debacle, I have no hope for the MCU. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I will never let that die. Uh, anyways, uh, for some reason, in this uh, this entire scene, like uh, when they the the politicians funnel out into that hallway, like I, all I could think about was um, was it uh, the Dark Knight? Yeah, because the Joker Heath Ledger was in it. But in that whole scene with Heath Ledger in that like super rich person party there in the building when they like go tumbling out the window. Uh, Anyways, kind of unrelated, but um, so we get out of this whole chaos. I'm just going to kind of talk about uh, like each encounter, even though like they kind of are split up. Like uh, for example, Sam, you know, Batroc finds Sam and then they have their little tussle and then, you know, 30 seconds of that. And then we cut to another scene and then we cut to another scene. And then like five minutes later, we're back to Sam and George fighting. So I'm just going to kind of like take them in chunks as they happen and not do all of the like moving around. Uh, but we, we have the the confrontation. What what would be the final confrontation between Sam and Batroc here? Uh, and again, really cool fight scene. Uh, I, I think George St. Pierre, you know, as an actor, you know, he's a, former UFC star legend goat, some say, um, you know, maybe his acting could, you know, do have, you know, use a, a little bit of sprucing up, but I, I always love. <laughs> Don't getting... tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> Not to his face. Well, that's why I'm in my basement doing this over the internet. <laughs> Smart. Yes. But Hey, GSP, if you want to come on the show, uh, I would love to have you. Uh, we could talk about your acting, your wonderful career so far. Uh, loved you as Batrock. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I love when they get these uh, 
MMA fighters to take on these like action roles that require like hand to hand combat because you know that they can execute like the hand to hand combat choreography. And I, I just loved seeing him fight even back in, you know, the Winter Soldier movie. Uh is really cool. Um got Mick chiming in here again. It's nice to see someone train with the shield and not just be good with it. Good point. Sam yeah. had to had to do some practice. That's a great point. Um, it's, it's little things like that that often get overlooked, and I, I enjoy that they're exploring in these series. Uh, we've talked about a lot on the show about how they're uh, revisiting the consequences of the snap and the return, uh, which is something I thought they were going to totally gloss over after Endgame. Um, but they're like... So far, both of these series have just been all about that. Like, you know, first WandaVision, you know, the mental health, the grief aspect of the snap and the blip. And then, you know, this, like the global, like societal consequences. Uh, It's been a really interesting thing to look at. And I'm so glad that they're tackling these, what some might think of as like minor details uh, and like spending so much time on them. Well, and I think Spider-Man did a good job as well, kind of touching on it and giving you another perspective. So now we have, you know, three different looks at what's happened over time and how things have changed. And it is nice that they're doing it. They're taking a lot of things head on in an interesting way to prepare us, I think, more for the movies. I think that's what this little, you know, they're bridging that gap for us so we can be ready for superheroes. For sure. Uh, And I love that too. I mean, yeah, I I'm fine with stuff. it. Yeah. They're, they're helping me, me out. I'm dealing yeah. with my own mental issues. I'm struggling, <laughs> you know, Ant-Man seeing his daughter five years later. Like, oh, huh. that was brutal. Um, <clears throat> I, I really enjoyed uh, some of the exchanges here between uh, Batrock and Sam, um, particularly when Batrock says uh, the robes don't make the monk, you know, cause Sam's got his suit on. So he's, he's showing, throwing a little shade at him there, but um. Again, I found this as like a funny reference to back to John Walker, who has been in the suit and donning the shield the entire series. And it's just kind of like, a, you know, the it's more the man than the, the suit. And, you know, Sam is the whole package now, which is really cool. Um, and we had an amazing what I call shield kick flip, you know, Sam just taken out, you know, just, I mean, annihilating Batrock's jaw. I, I don't know how he spoke the rest of the episode. Um, but yeah. It looked like uh, a struggle. Yeah. Loved that into the jetpack like push thing. That was super cool. Yeah. That's um, one of the really great parts they've done with Sam is his fighting. Just, he's so in sync with that backpack. Like he is just one yes. with those wings. It's phenomenal to watch. Just the subtleties of the actor, the way he moves, the way it's all natural. It's just, it's great. We were, we were mentioning it's one of the, the ways he keeps up with fighting super soldiers is obviously the outfit. Yeah. And they, they, every episode, like you said, they've, they've incorporated it perfectly. Yeah. Um, Mike, you know, one cool thing too about um, Sam Wilson fighting Batroc as, you know, in the suit for the first time uh, and the all, all new Captain America issue one, he actually fought Batroc as his first uh, oh. encounter in, nice. in the suit as Captain America. So it's kind of a nice little nod. Yeah. Fun yeah, nod to it. Nice. The, rock, the, the guy who always gets beat up but gets away. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm still waiting. You know, my next hype train is the Batrock Brigade. Uh, you know, after I get off this, this 10 rings thing, I'll jump on the brigade. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so that. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Watch out, new rock stars. I'm coming for you, like theory crafting 
shows out there. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, we we also see some scenes here of the flag smashers. You know, again being littered throughout the building here. You know, as the emergency responders, they're escorting the politicians out of the building and into you know the helicopters and the armored cars here. Uh, we have an interesting phone conversation between Carly and Bucky. Um, you know, we get an, a nice little back and forth. Carly throws out, you know, it doesn't matter if I don't survive this. I'm fighting for something bigger than myself. And Bucky's like, hey, join the club. I've done that a few times. Um, and I, I really loved how he he said, uh, you think your cause justifies all this death, but in the end, the nightmares won't go away. You're going to remember all the ones you killed. Trust me. And I was like, oh, that's deep, man. And of course, I mean, hello, it's the Winter Soldier. He was an assassin, and he's literally haunted by nightmares of the people he's killed. Yeah, it's funny when he when he talks about I've done it twice. He's talking about World War II, mm-hmm. and then also the fight against Thanos. Yep. So two two situations bigger than himself, and he's just gotten wrecked every single time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely true. And yeah. he's and seeing him still continue to move forward to go from the grumpy old man to now like the more aloof. Old, old wise yep. man is very fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved this little back and forth here. And I just wanted to grab Carly by the shoulders, be like, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> if anyone does. <laughs> yeah. He's seen, he's seen a thing or two. Um, <clears throat> and this entire time, Sharon's just kind of like lurking and creeping in the shadows. Yeah. It's like, I'm helping guys. I swear. Um, <clears throat> Trust me. Yeah. Uh, how American, you know? it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, however, in her defense, she does acid bomb that poor dude like all over his face, uh, which looked rather painful. Um, <clears throat> we get a cool helicopter chase scene with Sam again, you know, again, mirroring the first episode here. Um, we had the return of Red Wing. We were just talking about Red Wing last episode, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, a few things that I loved from this whole chase scene here is uh, when when he brings down the one helicopter and they like he uh, takes the one pilot, they land on the bridge and he does like the the turtle thing with his wings. <laughs> yeah. I, I have dubbed that the Falcon Turtle, which I hope we get more Falcon Turtles in the future because that was awesome. He just wings up and rolls through a whole bunch of <laughs> Eternals or something outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he balls up and then the Hulk just yes, rolls him right down the, awesome. the street. Yeah, if we um, don't have Wolverine and Colossus, I'll take that. That'll work. <laughs> Sam finds out through his uh, amazing tech that uh, one of the passengers in the other helicopter uh, can pilot a helicopter. Um, so he, you know, apparently she's wearing a, a earpiece still, I guess. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Apparently all politicians have earpieces in. Um, but I, thought he, it was weird. I thought it was weird too, for whatever yeah. it's worth. Yeah, But Hey, you know, I guess he hacked the phone, which then hacked the earbuds. Yeah. Red Wing's good. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> Red Wing magic, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's like, hey, I got a plan. When I count to five, you're going to fly this helicopter. Just do it. Uh, so She's like, one, 1,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, 1,000? <laughs> yeah. And then had several thousands between four and five. I don't know if he caught yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was right. a Michael Bay count. 
<laughs> it was. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we, we get a cool, again, mirroring that first episode when Sam takes the pilot out. It's another scene of him just shooting through the helicopter and just dismantling like a person's body probably in half. Um, but still alive. Still alive. They, these people are made of steel. Um, the other thing I loved in the uh, the helicopter chase scenes here was when Sam got knocked into the water and you could see like the blue glow from his... Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. All I could picture was like his mouth going... Blah, 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 like, <laughs> like, you know, filling up with water. <laughs> yeah. He had like, the eye guards on, but he's really... <laughs> <laughs> he forgot the, uh, the the snorkel. It's the big old mouth of water. <laughs> oh my gosh! <clears throat> it's all right, Kevin. It's these little details, man. You gotta you gotta get these ironed out. Um, we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Again, like these are just a lot of action sequences. So if I'm like missing anything important, guys, just please uh, call it out. But I'm gonna just continue to plow right through. Uh, we have a, a scene here of Carly talking the worst case scenario with her little posse. Uh, and she's like, Hey, you know, worst case scenario, we're just, we'll just kill all the hostages. And uh, you can t- like her crew is not on board with her anymore. <laughs> oh, we saw that a lot in the last episode, but this one definitely like in this scene, you know, she gives some more rhetoric about, you know, their message is already out and, you know, the movement's already bigger than themselves. So like, you know, if they all died right now, it's not going to matter because the movement is strong and, and it will continue. And <laughs> they're all just like, uh, <laughs> well, she's lost it. Okay. And then she's like, what one people? And they're just like, bro, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like a mass murderer. Like, can we stop this? I mean, in the first episode, they already watched what happened to their buddy who said he would stand up and hold, try to hold down the fort for him. And he just got riddled full of bu- yeah. bullets as they took yeah. off. So annihilated. Yeah. 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 But she, she mean mugs them into finishing her, their little chant. One world. <laughs> yes, they all uh, very uh, sheepishly chime in. <laughs> One people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's really, um, she's kind of, you know, off the deep end here now. Fine. I mean, not finally, but um, yeah. What, what do you guys think about her descent into like madness? I, I think at this point it, it, it had to happen because we, we can't go the whole whole series without having one of these, you know, antagonists go away. Right. There, there, there'd be no sense of victory for <laughs> anything at any point. Carly uh, and, and Walker are just like half bad guys uh-huh. for the entire series. And like, right. they just net their right. any confrontation or conflict. They're just like, and, maybe you shouldn't do that. And, okay. Uh, well, maybe uh, I won't. <laughs> Maybe not, right? <laughs> and if you go back to the first episode, I still think that's kind of a, a version of Batroc's brigade. Is you have you know his his allies doing his thing, but they were probably doing a mission for Carly or you know the power broker. Ugh. But um, <laughs> it's a um, <clears throat> the flag smashers kind of had to go away in order for the series to progress. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I'm I'm I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, agreed. I, I was actually happy to finally see her go cuckoo pants. I'm like, I mean, she did it pretty much when she, you know, blew up the four dudes or whatever it was in the building <laughs> right. and two or three episodes ago. So it's like, yeah, no, I mean, she's bad. 
but we also watched John Walker kill a guy, so maybe death isn't so bad. So it was about time yeah. for her to be like, no, we'll murder people. Yep, we'll just yeah. we'll, we'll continue them. to murder them. <laughs> yep. That's for sure. And then we'll die, and more people will murder for our murder. And it's like, okay, cool. There, yeah. There's the crazy. They're That's definitely the one I want to see die. Yeah, they're definitely trying to get the murder train out of the station. That's for sure. Heavily. <clears throat> um, we get a scene here where Bucky confronts the flag smashers who were hijacking the armored truck trucks that were full of the uh, politicians. Um, and I, <laughs> first off, Bucky's entrance into this fight was rather hysterical for me, where he's just speeding at the uh, the cement <laughs> like traffic brigade or like barricades. <laughs> I'm on the brigade thing. Traffic brigades. Barricades. Yeah, where he just like does the front the front wheelie jump off tackle thing. It's like I mean, he could just like got off and like tackled him. Well, but. they had to give the throwback to what Steve Rogers did in Winter Soldier, right? When he was going after the Quinjet, he did the yeah. same the same trick. Yeah, I think right. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. And that was also one of my favorite scenes that they had. I think two episodes ago, when he's like, you see the Winter Soldier actually going back through his Captain America knife fight. Yes, he's got that yeah. thing in his hand, and he kind of drops him out. It's yep. like, oh man, because that's the only guy who ever bested him. So. Which, which, by the way, out of all Captain America scenes, when he drops the Quinjet, that that is probably the in, in that movie is it, it just <laughs> kind of shows you what Captain America can do against not just like a person, but he can drop a, a whole aircraft. It's it's, yeah. it's so good. It's great to anyway, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You guys, short aside, you guys would be proud that Nick has now started the long road of the MCU. Oh, wow. The other night, he's like, I'm watching Captain America 1. I was like, what? Whoa. I was like, hey, you want to play Valheim? He's like, after I watch Captain America 1, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm literally watching the first Captain America. And I was like, oh, he's cool. Like, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually pulled that uh, three months ago. I did that right at the beginning of the year. Did the nice. full MCU run. Yeah, nice. it was a lot. Yes, it is. <laughs> a That's lot. a lot of movies. Um, we did that shortly after um, between Endgame and Far From Home. Um, yeah, my wife, my wife and I, we watch movies all the time. And uh, yeah, that was like a month and a half worth of movies. <laughs> It was fun going back through after watching, you know, everything and not seeing it for so long. And then like seeing Endgame, the the finality of this phase and then like seeing all the cool Easter eggs and like story elements that you thought maybe weren't as important, you know, back when you watched the first Captain America all those years ago and like being like, oh, holy cow, like that's really cool. That ended up being super important uh, anyways. But this is yeah, a Falcon man. and Winter Soldier show. <laughs> Um, they did their due diligence. They sure did. Or they did a lot of retconning as they progressed <laughs> through the phases. But either way, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm here. Give me more. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I loved the, the whole interaction here with Carly where she's like, oh, great. He's here. Uh, we need to distract him. Give him someone to save. <laughs> They're like, what? They're like, she's like, Light the trucks on fire, dude. Like, I wasn't joking. <laughs> uh, they just, like, treat him like a little dog. Like, uh, just throw him a ball. Squirrel. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, they light a truck on fire, and Bucky, of course, has to save them. Uh, so he does. And and it looks like, you know, the Flag Smashers are going to make their escape when one John Walker appears. Um, 
yeah, just a, a, a grand entrance here where he's just like, Morgatho! Um, I, I kind of, okay, this might catch me some flack. So let me preface this by saying, I am here for the social commentary and the uh, messages that the series, the series has been pushing forward. But what happens here between Carly and John Walker was so forced and comp- like just not really needed with the powerful scenes that we've had with Isaiah Bradley and Sam Wilson and Sarah and Sam and even some scenes with Bucky and Sam. Like this little conversation here, like what, two line exchange between Carly and, and John Walker. It just made me roll my eyes so hard where Carly's like, uh, Hey, by the way, sorry about killing your friend. Uh, I, I never, you know, I don't ever mean to hurt people that don't matter. And you know, of course she's referring to Lamar Hoskins, John Walker's best buddy who she killed a couple episodes ago with a, mighty chest punch i might say um and john walker john walker just responds you're saying lamar's life doesn't matter and i mean like could you i mean you might as well just said black lives matter i mean like black lives do matter i'm gonna say Um, i I want to get myself out of the hot water first real quick black (laughs) black lives do matter the message matters but like this did not have to happen because there are so many more powerful scenes in this series that get that message across. You don't, you don't need to force this one. I I, I agree. Obviously Uh, it's, it's not even more so like even what uh, uh, John Walker said, it's why would she say it the way she did? It's like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's, it's so on the nose. Like, like, like I'm trying to make you feel better, but I'm also going to tell you your friend doesn't really matter. (laughs) You know, like where's the peace in that? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I didn't mean to kill your friend, but it's okay. I I don't, I don't normally try to do that if he doesn't matter to me or doesn't matter to the world. Like like, what, 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 like, Hey, let's be cool. Uh, doesn't, so it doesn't make any sense what she said from the beginning at that point. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. It was very weird. And I'll tell you right now, you guys made a connection. I did not because my brain just heard that. (laughs) Oh, this is such lazy writing. What are they they even saying this? Like, what kind of interaction is this? Uh, Yeah, of course you're going to get angry. Just chase after Why would you talk? Yeah. yeah. And his Um, screaming Morgenthau was like, Oh, it's Kurt. Kurt Russell showed up. He took over for this one moment. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, sorry if that puts you in an awkward spot in the, in the episode here, Casey. But I said oh, not to, at all. I said no, to I mean, get that I off. Complete, my chest. I, like I said, I thought it was just crappy writing. I didn't see it as a, a thing. So, if they were trying to make a thing, it was piss poor yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, it was just... wasn't necessary. They've done so many things well in this show. Mm-hmm. Why would you chalk it up and try to do some dumb force line there? Like, yeah. And, and even if it wasn't intended to be that like you said it's just awful writing like yeah. why even have that exchange there it's so pointless which so unnecessary there's so many other things you could have said there yeah <laughs> which leads leads me to believe that they were trying to make that social commentary which is equally as bad writing because <laughs> even if you were trying to make commentary you probably could have done it 
a lot better. <laughs> We've seen it better throughout the whole series. Yeah. Like everywhere is fantastic. And then that line, I was just like, boring. My yeah. brain skated right past it. <laughs> yeah. So moving along, um, so we don't want to dwell on, on not fun parts. Yeah. Uh, Walker then proceeds to get himself and his aluminum foil shield uh, royally beat down. <laughs> um, but our pal Bucky comes in to save the day yet again. Um, the I think there's a couple key things that happen here. And also, before I get into this, uh, Casey, my goal is to make Jordan spit his beverage out during the show. So just be warned in case you are, uh, you know, easily provoked into laughing. If you're drinking, I'm (laughs) if I could get both of you in this series finale, I would be so happy. It would make up for the 10 rings game on. Um, I'm not having another drink until the Isaiah Brown. Well played, sir. (laughs) Shouldn't have said anything. Um, but uh, two, two things I think that happens, uh, here with Bucky that are, I thought were really cool and, and gave some growth to his character. Um, when he rescues the passenger from passengers from the burning truck, uh, as like the last one funnels out, he's like, Oh, Hey, thanks for saving us. Which is totally something you would say right after being saved. Um, but like terrible writing. Yeah. Like it happened real back to back there. Yeah, they were just done at this point. There's like, whatever, just let's get it out. Um, but I think it was a big deal for Bucky because he kind of pauses. Maybe he was noticing in real time the bad writing. Uh, or <laughs> he could have been like, oh, I'm doing something you know, good here. You know, The thing that he's been struggling with the whole series of you know, not being a worthy, like, good person because his, his past as an assassin is haunting him. But like somebody is thanking him for saving their life right um and i think this was a big deal for him to hear in this moment and i think that it's echoed by the scene where he gets knocked off the the ledge or whatever down into the construction pit he does a very like superhero landing on one knee fist to the ground you know almost very like superman like from justice league right before he takes off into the air um but I think this was the moment where Bucky realized, like, you know, I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. Like, I am Bucky Barnes, and I <laughs> I am a hero. <laughs> That's what made you laugh? That's, I'm Bucky. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's something, something about that. I could hear I, I heard it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't take this guy anywhere. I'm trying to have a serious moment yeah. here for Bucky. And Jordan's just laughing. That is brilliant because it was a perfect moment for Bucky. It really was. It was all those things. But once again, there's so much lazy writing there. And I feel like we've gotten him to that point. We didn't need words at all to see him actually getting to that point and succeeding and then having a superhero landing. You're right. You got to do the whole superhero landing. It's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. because his other landing... in the past was not graceful at all. He no. just fell from a plane straight on his back. Yeah. Which I, I think that was, <laughs> I think it was, it was kind of a parallel to um, the first Captain America when he fell off the train to his death. He had the same kind of, you know, falling backwards, but he turned and landed correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a little bit better to landing. <laughs> um, but 
I, it would have been much better if the guy jumped out of there and he, as he was running away, he's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. As he runs off screen. Yeah. It's more realistic. Yeah. yeah so way like, more than like, I'm yeah. going to slowly get over this hump and go, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So thank, kind of you. Yeah, thank yes. you for sparing my life from this flaming truck. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, the people, what about the people that are still in the truck screaming to get out? <laughs> yeah. There was a second one. Wasn't there at that time? Yeah. 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 There were plenty but, of people back there who were just taking their time. But how hard was it to open that truck? They might have been safer in in the truck, right? It's a metal <laughs> truck. I mean, like you're basically in like well, a, there is a, a bring out vault the of heat, trucks. The heat yeah. element, sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that he can even go through that like that. That many layers, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just turns it into a giant smoker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. We have more fighting between Walker and the Flag Smashers, which really is just Walker getting beat to a pulp. Uh, but the Smashers, they disperse, and Walker continues to chase slash fight Carly, um, obviously, because he's got a little beef with her, um, as she tries to make her escape. And, um, you know, we get some cool fighting, like, in the railing of the construction, which I thought were the, the moves there were kind of cool, where she's, like, sliding under rails and, like, dipping and diving in between them and he's missing like every attack. And then um, <clears throat> she eventually gets away, hops in the other armored truck and then just drives it off the ledge where Bucky landed um, and, you know, climbs out of the truck as it's teetering, you know, on the edge of falling. And John Walker is faced with a decision to make here. Does he continue to chase and try to avenge the death of his friend or, does he save the people in this car, which really ultimately save Bucky from being smashed by this giant truck that's about to fall on top of him. Um, and he makes the correct choice. You see his, his pitiful shield f- fall down by Bucky's feet. It's all like completely smashed <laughs> up. <laughs> but <clears throat> just before the, the truck starts to fall, it stops and, and you see John Walker's back there trying to pull it back up. And John Walker gets his redemption, at least in my eyes, we get redemption for John Walker. And I thought this was a really cool moment, especially given who who his character is becoming. Uh, It's important for maybe not everyone to hate his guts uh, because he probably will be around in future titles. Um, But as he's trying to pull the truck up, you know, the flag smashers come back and they're, you know, beating him up again and eventually he loses his grip and the truck starts to fall only to be saved by the non-super soldier the only person in the world that i think could stop a falling armored truck with merely a jetpack and that is sam wilson the new captain falcon america um yeah like i get uh okay so man i really don't want to like pick this episode apart but I don't know. I you get know he. I get he's got the tech, but like, still, I feel I, like a human, a normal human body being pushed by a jetpack exactly. and a giant metal truck falling. Like that would just he would just Absolutely. be a pancake. Look, I'm, I'm no, I'm no <laughs> physicist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you have a force that's projecting you into another, trying to stop another force his arms wouldn't make a difference in this entire scenario. Yeah. They would look like Chris Weidman's leg from yeah, last they night. Would, his <laughs> arms would be behind his back as the jetpacks, like just shoving his body into the truck. You know, I, I can't, it's not as beautiful looking as, as the scene that they made. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, just, if, I, if I'm, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just going to say Wakandan technology. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got the It's Wakandan. more magic. You got yeah. Red Falcon magic. That <laughs> actually was magic. a uh, a plot armored truck, so it all is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it was nonetheless... Uh, Even yeah. the little the, the red wingdings that came out and helped them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> His widgets. Yeah, like I don't know <laughs> the red wingdings. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> small, small wings. Yeah, I don't know. Marvel but, comic origin time. <laughs> the red wingdings. Nineteen seventy nine. It would. Uh, I just. It's. It was just. They should have just let John Walker save it. Yeah, I, I get like uh, yeah. you know. Yet Sam has to have his heroic save everyone moment. Uh, but that could have come regardless of the truck falling or not, because still there are, <clears throat> are flag smashers and uh, ultimately Carly makes her way down into this pit and Sam gets another cool heroic save the day moment where he plays shield Frisbee and like knocks all the flag smashers down. That yeah. would have served equally as awesome of a heroic moment uh, while letting John Walker take the truck and not yeah, or <clears throat> I, I just thought about this. John Walker, you know, is trying to fight off the flag smashers. Falcon comes in, knocks all the flag smashers away, slices one wing into the door and slices up, you know, and just cuts the doors open. And then yeah. they're while well, John Walker's holding it, they all jump out and spend five minutes thanking them. Yeah, that and, been really cool. yeah. and then Bucky, <laughs> instead of just staring at his impending doom, maybe he could just like take four steps to the right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how long has this truck been teetering? He, I mean, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he's got a Spetsnaz roll roll still in there. <laughs> yeah, right. right the way. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Again, these plot armored trucks were big deal in this episode. Big deal. Um, yeah, speaking of Spetsnaz, I was waiting for a situation. Was there ever a situation where Bucky, as, as the Winter Soldier, was going to fail and had like his self destruct? That never happened. Did it? I was waiting that I for that. All no, because okay. he never actually reached that fail point. That was like his whole thing. So. That's why yeah. Steve being able to beat him always the only reason that took him snapped him out of it. Was I guess that makes sense. Him. Yeah, I, the Spetsnaz kind of brought me back to that moment because I was always <laughs> waiting for that. You know, the fail safe that they always yeah. carry. <laughs> Just gonna happen randomly and. St- <laughs> Something like <laughs> Still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like Zemo's over there dancing, and then you just hear like flame. Like, yeah. what? what happened to Bucky? <laughs> He's on fire, anyways. Um, <clears throat> so after Sam comes and saves the day, uh, with the, I love that shield toss, that was super cool. The shield toss was amazing, yeah. That was so rad seeing him do that. It was like, oh, oh, oh. I also, maybe even more giddy. I love the sound. Like you can tell the sounds of vibranium versus any other metal in the MCU, and just hearing the sounds of that shield versus the John Walker's shield getting pummeled, like <laughs> literally sounded like a trash can lid versus like you know, Did. yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I think it was a trash was can lid, and the you know him even having the Medal of Honor welded inside of it. Yes, he, the he whole bedazzled night. his shield. He That's did. Right. Very fancy. Yeah. <clears throat> his, shield, his shield was like the level one wooden shield you get in RPG. <laughs> yes. Valheim yes. bandit shield. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So <clears throat> after this, uh, we we kind of enter into this like half constructed abandoned building. Um. 
<coughs> excuse me, my throat is very dry. My allergies are killing me. Yeah, same. Um, so we're in this half-constructed building, and Carly's, you know, creeping around, and we hear the little like flag smasher whistle call, right? And she's trying to find who's who's whistle blowing down there, and um, <coughs> it was Sharon. Sharon. She runs into Sharon, and we get probably the greatest worst reveal ever. <laughs> like just gonna sit back here. <laughs> first off, if you've been listening to our companion series at all, when the theory was tossed out there of Sharon Carter being the power broker, we voiced our extreme displeasure of this uh, storyline <clears throat> and plot point. Because again, it's kind of lazy. Like we've been talking about a lot this episode. And you're really dropping the ball here. It, it totally could have been the Mandarin or like, it, I just, I want to see the 10 rings organization, like be used. <laughs> I'm just saying like outside of my theory, that would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> literally anyone else, but Sharon, like anyone else, but anyone. Sharon. Uh, but yeah, the reveal went a little something like, uh, you remember that Spider-Man meme of the three Spider-Mans like pointing at each other? That's yeah. like Sharon and Carly and Batrock, and they're like, "Oh, hey, it's the power broker," and she's like, "Yeah," and then they shoot each other, and then that's that's how we found out who the power broker was because he wanted to be paid <laughs> four times, four times in Cana- French, Canadian, and English. He made sure to say four yep. in both ways. Just to be clear. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, guys, tell me why you were so displeased with, with this version of the power broker. We'll start with Jordan. It, it doesn't, it's just not a good story. It doesn't, there's, this is a great opportunity to bring another character in that's going to expand more. I, I get it. By the end of this, you realize that they're going to use her to expand more. I still don't totally understand why she did what she did though. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's, it doesn't make, it's, I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Obviously whoever she's working for wanted more super soldiers, but that kind of kills the point of the power broker. Power broker is supposed to make a lot of money, just selling out uh, super soldier serum to people and just be an entity on his own. Now there's a, a superpower broker, <laughs> you know, like above her. I, I don't know. Uh, yes. The power, power broker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, she needed to, it needed to be its own entity doing its own thing. And I don't know. They, they just, they couldn't stop there. They had to bring yeah. it into something else. I, I think you can still, you, even, I mean, have Sharon work for the power broker, maybe yeah. even keep him still anonymous. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you could, you could have done with it. They, they just, chose to piss me off i don't know <laughs> i mean technically they still could it could have just been a uh, we could have just got like real bonard right there yeah well, that's what i'm saying there'd be like a super <laughs> power bro- a power power broker it's yeah. there's be someone above her <laughs> yeah there needed uh, to be something else she she wasn't <laughs> enough and her working yeah. for the power broker would have been perfect it would have been great yeah. of course why wouldn't she she's rich she does all this she's well to do she figured out the game yeah. But the idea of her being the power broker is just lazy. <clears throat> it's yeah. boring. It's why did you introduce me to her? Let him. Mm, no, I don't yeah. care now. Now I care less. In fact, 
yes. <laughs> about whoever the power broker is supposed to be. Maybe yeah. they were talking about like the power art broker. Because she was slinging them art pieces. Then that's the whole idea is she was an art dealer. She was a broker. She brokered all these deals. She's the power broker. So they kind of gave it away. They fed it to you in the beginning Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, I deal in all this art. It's like, oh, are you a broker? Yeah, It it was so obvious you didn't want to believe it, right? Exactly. I was like, it can't be. They're just Mm -hmm. teasing me. Just be teasing me. And they weren't teasing me. It's like like the first scream when (laughs) Billy drops the knife and the mask and everything. You're like, oh, he's got it all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The one time that we wished that they would have bonered us and we didn't get bonered. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, oh, oh, for two for me there. You know, no 10 rings uh, and then Sharon being power power bonered. bonered. (laughs) We definitely got power bonered. So, so hard. Um, With the three of us. All right. All right, gentlemen. Nice Sunday night. Right. Uh, but yes, so Sharon does shoot Batrock. Uh, Carly shoots Sharon. And uh, then we get an epic Carly and Sam fight, which I guess it wasn't really a fight. It was more of Carly attacking Sam and Sam not wanting to fight back, um, which I thought was kind of cool because, you know, Sam the whole time has been trying, you know, I mean, he he was a... Uh, a therapist of sorts in his past with the uh, vet army vets. Right. Uh, so he's still thinks that Carly is redeemable and like, you know, they, she can come back to normalcy and, you know, doesn't want to, to fight her and he hasn't the entire series. So it was cool to see him like stick to that, uh, you know, thought process, I guess. Um, what would you think about Sam resisting the whole time? Casey? No, I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, it goes right into who he is. He's a pararescue. He's a PJ. His whole career has always been as a frontline medic, saving other people, going on rescue missions. It's who he is. So mm-hmm. it's the most Steve Rogers thing he could have done is sit there and take the beating, a la the Winter Soldier, the movie, where mm-hmm. he gets there beat up by Bucky. You know, it's what he's willing to do because the person's not wrong. They don't deserve death. That's right. not his job to give that. He's, you know, he's supposed to be something more. And I think they show that very well in this whole episode, the series. Yes. But this episode, they really went, okay, here's all the bull crap aside. Here's Captain America. And this is what we're doing with him. And this is who he is. And this is Sam. And we Mm. went awesome. And that's it. They did it beautifully. I love that resistance. And it was an awesome fight scene when he throws the wings down, when he gets punched with this shield. Oh, come on. It was so red. You know, for, for me, uh, a lot of what Casey said, I love it. It's perfect. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, one thing I've always loved, uh, about the Captain America character, um, well, Steve Rogers, I've said the super soldier serum, um, but he had a personality to go along with, with, with that super soldier serum. So Sam has this too. And in a lot of the ways that Hal, Hal Jordan, uh, uses willpower for his superpowers as Green Lantern, the idea of Captain America is empathy in a lot of ways. And, Mm. you know, Steve Rogers had that before he had the super soldier serum. And here you're seeing Sam Wilson. He's got so much empathy towards, um, I guess humanity or just just other, other life just, just wants to take care of things. You really see it shine. And, um, I, for me, uh, that was that like in this episode, I'm like, all right, this is, he's getting to, I really see him as captain America now in this empathetic light, you know? Mm. Um, so I was, 
that was probably my favorite scene just just because of that in this whole uh this whole episode agreed it was amazing and that's one of the big things with steve rogers is he wasn't a soldier when he got the super serum exactly yeah you know whereas everyone else who's had it has been messed up and that super serum soldier pushed carly to do the extreme it pushed mm-hmm. the U.S. agent to do the extreme. It's pushed all these people in the wrong directions. And so yeah. someone who doesn't have it is more likely to deserve it, yeah. deserve the mantle. I think that was uh, Lamar's quote from a couple episodes ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, when he was talking to John uh, Walker about the serum uh, and him saying that, you know, power just makes you more of who you already are. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but um yeah, it just everything you guys said. Uh, you see that in the, in that quote there from a couple episodes ago, and it, it's just cool. You also see that side of Sam that you guys were talking about. You know, in a in a an upcoming scene where he's talking with the senator and stuff, uh, just of his you know level headedness and like logical thinking kind of. <clears throat> um, but yeah, sorry, uh, allergies suck. <laughs> Um, where am I at on my notes here? Okay. So, uh, I do, when you're talking about the wings being planted in the ground, like I loved that the use of his wings in all these fights and stuff is so cool. Uh, I hope we see a lot more of that. Yeah, Uh, It is one of the best things to see. They, they translate very well. Yes. Uh, and especially like, I mean, not, I kind of see Sam also as like a replacement Iron Man for the time being too, because he has the tech now alongside Spider-Man. Um, you know, those are the the tech guys, right? So you're going to get to see a lot of cool Stark-like um, tech in fights, you know, with the absence of Iron Man for the time being. <clears throat> well, we also still have the PIM. We still have PIM technology. So there's some, still some cool tech out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, come on, the PIM technology is not nearly as cool. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's a story for another show. <laughs> it's not. So, I don't know if anyone's talked about this. Have you guys read or heard about it? But the grenades that were being used during this whole battle, the little round grenades with the mercury vapor coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else think of Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, yes. at this point? A hundred percent. Not, but that is pretty. The moment cool. you see those smoke with the and it's green. Yeah. So it threw me too. I was like, Wait. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I, I was kind of, so, um, you know, w- one of the things that's happening with, um, I, I'm wondering if Norman's going to be introduced, you know, dark Avengers series eventually, maybe out of this, maybe instead of the Thunderbolts, it'll be dark Avengers. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I think, but yeah, yeah for it's sure. a good theory. That would definitely be a good way to, to make a new tangent. And there has been discussion of Osborne returning for some of the Sony work. So we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, they're kind of like intermingling the uh, Sony and MCU stuff. So definite possibility for sure. Um, But probably my favorite part of this episode happens here. Um, The Flag Smasher app is canonically referenced and made fun of. Yeah. And I am so we made fun of it, right? We were making, we've fun been of it. making fun of it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Oh, the handy dandy terrorist tracker app finally yeah. gets exposed. Right. Uh, which can I just say, how did that not happen earlier? It took six episodes for someone to find out that there's a terrorist tracker app. Is it is it is the US government. I'm just saying. 
That's true. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. Uh, government probably wanted them to do what they're doing, like I've been saying the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, it's pathetic." But you know what? We'll just we'll give the baby their <laughs> bottle and let them keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's Tony Stark when you need him? But right. um, yeah, I just I like literally laughed out loud during that. Whole yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, Bucky's even like, "Yeah, just uh, found you on your little app here." <laughs> Yeah, the old man finds the tech answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, thank you, Bucky. But alongside Bucky uh, was John Walker, which I thought was really cool. They kind of worked together there. Um, I think, I forget the exact quote, but John Walker you know, throws out some like Lincoln quote or something, and it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see, like I said earlier, John Walker's you know small redemption arc here in this episode. Um <clears throat> But we finally have reached the end of the 30-ish minute long fight scene that started this episode. (laughs) Um, And the episode kind of starts to wrap up here. Um, We get uh, a confrontation between Sam and the politicians, mainly the the main senator guy that we've seen throughout the series. Um, There's a lot of like social commentary here. uh, Too much for me to write down. But basically, uh, it's Sam being logical and like talking logic to these illogical politicians. Um, Basically, you know, they keep referring to the flag smashers as terrorists. And Sam's like, well, you know, to these people that you're trying to relocate and you're forcing around from these camps, you know, camp to camp with your armed guards, like, what do they see you as? Like, it's a matter of perspective, right? Everyone thinks they're the hero of their own story. And um, maybe we can show people compassion and I don't know, work together to make sure people have basic needs served to them. And <laughs> I don't know, a human thing to do to other humans. What a thought. Uh, but I love the line that he throws out. Uh, the only power I have is that I believe we can do better. And that was what a, what a quote. I love it. Um, I also, at the end of this uh, scene where Sam uh, and Bucky are walking away, I love the the nice job cap uh, from Bucky to Sam. I thought that was super cool. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll start with you, Casey. What do you think of this whole Sam-Senator chat here? It was It was good. <laughs> I was a little afraid because, you know, you see it coming. You, yeah. you know what's about to happen. And it's like, all right, well, I've already seen two really terrible, lazy pieces of writing. <laughs> Please don't make this any worse. Like, it was bad. Yeah. I, I honestly yeah. was jarred from the writing. And yet this this worked. Yeah. This did a really good job. I love this the, summar- the summarizing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they m- managed to do of who Sam is as Captain America. Who yeah. this new Captain America is. Because he's still going to give the speech like Steve would. He's not going to give you a Steve speech. It wasn't quite, you know, with his finger in the air and, you know, giving the aha, <laughs> you know, that's who he was. This is Sam Wilson. This is our future. This is where we need to go and the logic we need to use and the forward thinking and the stressing to our politicians who are treating us this way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. That's who the Captain America is going forward. And I dug it. They did yeah. a good job. And it, they didn't overkill with the time because <laughs> it, it started to stretch a bit. But it did yeah, all right. uh, I do like how he. um mentioned like their the amount of power that they wield is no different than you know what carly was doing with her movement or uh, you know an insane god 
who yeah. snapped half the universe out of existence. Like exactly, uh, and they he, managed to really drive that point home. They managed to do that well without terribly shoving it down your throat. <laughs> what would I know? You probably have thoughts, Jordan. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, well, I would definitely argue that the uh, Infinity Gauntlet has way more power than politicians. <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably, and yeah, maybe it's a stre- stretch there. Uh, yeah, uh, it was. All right, before uh, you go any further, we know right. that the government is not going to do anything at the snap of a finger. We'll just throw that out. <laughs> Zing. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't worth interrupting you. I'm sorry. That was, that was a terrible <laughs> it's okay. joke. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it came back. <laughs> right. uh, you know, so Steve Steve Rogers obviously um, always had the the World War II style of, of patriotism, especially from you know the 1940s, some 1950s patriotism. Um, I would definitely say that idea of patriotism from that from then to now is is very different, mm-hmm. um, and. But the one thing that both of the, both of these, um, you know, I guess the old style mindset, and the newer style mindset is, is that, you know, freedom's a very dangerous thing, but it's very important. You know, um, you have to have it. And the way that Steve defended it was was amazing. But the way that Sam is standing with it, um, he has the idea that, you know, we have to be open to a lot of different things and people have to have the freedoms to do what they need to do. Um, but along with that comes, you know, empathy, you have to take care of each other, take care of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he was, I, I guess, yeah, he, he was really just showing what a, what a modern soldier, uh, a lot of modern soldiers, I think, um, would say in that scenario. Um, he's humbled enough to know that there's some countries that we go to, uh, that we have gone to in the past where we're told that we're doing the right thing there, but in the eyes of the civilians there, we're just terrorists, you know, it's just the idea. It's, it's all, it's all perspective. And I think when you can humble yourself enough to understand that it helps you see the right from wrong in certain situations, or at Mm -hmm. least be able to carry out um, what your mission is with empathy to have a better outcome. It can, it can, it can be better. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's that's what I do better. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think they did that really well. I think that yeah. was a solid message and it was well done. For sure. Uh, and the whole time this is going on, uh, Isaiah Bradley just so happens to have his TV turned up, <laughs> tuned into the news. Yeah, he uh, hates everything is... so much. He's got to watch the news <laughs> exactly. every night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Isaiah, he, he catches Sam's speech. And I think that uh, this is an important moment for Isaiah too, because um, it shows that Sam's not like, you know, bending the knee to uh, conform with, you know, what the government expects Captain America to be. He's still himself as a strong, you know, black person in this universe here. Like he's still standing for what he believes in, but also continuing the fight to better, you know, society for everyone. Right. Uh, and, yeah, as we saw in the past episodes, and rightfully so, Isaiah's jaded from his past. Like he went through a lot, so like he obviously has reasons to still be bitter and and um, you know have those feelings. Uh, but this, you know, shows him. I think that like you know we can move, we can still move forward and not forget about 
you know, where we came from kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have to say, I, I was waiting for him to be like, Oh, hell no. Yeah. That, that was a very real possibility, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I did notice that he was kind of in a position where it looked like the, where he was sitting, it wasn't something he was just sitting and watching the news. He looked like he had been called in mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just yeah. a little detail. I happened to catch in there yeah. that I yeah. saw and I was like, Oh yeah, he's, that's a weird place to have a chair. It looks like he might've been called in from the other room. Right. Cause I doubt he'd be watching TV. Right. Yeah. He's, uh, doesn't seem to really care about the current happenings. <laughs> um, I, can I just say, I love the guy who plays Isaiah Bradley. I yeah, should have looked up yeah. his name, but like he is crushing that character. And I hope that we, you know, this isn't the last time we see Isaiah Bradley, uh, in the MCU. Um, yeah, I don't we'll, know. We'll probably see him with Eli going forward. You know, Nice. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after this, uh, after Bucky and Sam part ways, Sam, accepts his first mission as Captain America. Uh, one of the, uh, I don't know, work uh, security people or whatever, you know, calls Sam over and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, the last, the last flag smasher, um, you know, we've tracked him. He, he fell into the Hudson and we need, we need to get him. Like he's the last one, you know, can you help us out? And Sam's like, of, of course, always. Uh, and he takes off into soars into the sky on his way to track down the last flag smasher, which immediately we find out is not the last flag smasher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like, I I loved that, you know, we kind of get that so quickly, the, you know, straight from that speech to like, you know, him being asked to be Captain America, right, right there. Like he barely walked five feet away from like owning the politicians (laughs) to like, uh, I don't know. What, what did you, did you guys How'd you guys feel about that? You know, I, I kind of thought about this is a good opportunity. Um, obviously, this has been Carly Morgenthau. You know, mm-hmm. she could have a brother named Carl Morgenthau, the original flag smasher name. Right. And maybe this is an opportunity for uh, one person to embody the name and become the villain flag smasher. But um, if it was me, I would just let it die. <laughs> yeah, well, we know, hey, nobody like no death right we yep. don't see sam get this last flag smasher so that's totally a possibility the flag smasher survive yes good um i or like they that. joined bat rock because we didn't see bat rock <laughs> i see know. the light jumping around through the lake you just keep passing a pop-up for air Anyways, um, <clears throat> i mean hopefully by now he'll get like whatever that thing is in star Wars that they use. I, I'm a terrible star the Wars. Rebreather. The, the rebreather. rebreather. There yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, speaking of flag smashers, uh, apparently the other ones that <laughs> apparently don't matter to this politician, uh, because there are like four flag smashers in a, an armored truck. Again, that plot armored truck is just coming in handy. This episode. Super um, perfect. <clears throat> but we get the guard, you know, getting ready to close the door as these, Flag smashers get taken away to prison, and he's like, oh, one world, one people. And they're like, yeah. Uh, and then it rolls like three feet down the road and explodes, and they all die. So there you go. <laughs> no more flag smashers. <laughs> killed, killed by Alfred Pennyworth, right? Yes, yeah, I love exactly. that. Because yep. we, get, we get the pan of the camera, and it's just Zemo's butler chilled in the car. <laughs> How did he? Okay, again, plot armor truck. But like, 
how did he know that they would be there? How did he plant a bomb on this truck that the Flag Smashers would be loaded into? How did he survive Sokovia falling from where it (laughs) fell from? And, like, he's the only one who's seen one of, like, what, a hundred? Yeah, also, he's, like, 300 years old. Like, (laughs) how is he just alive? He's like, like, wait, the politicians weren't on a truck? Shit! This is way off. Zemo's real pissed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of Zemo, then the the scene transitions right to you know Zemo hearing the the report and the raft because uh, apparently they let him listen to radios when they're in like <laughs> super massive security prisons. Um, he's got everything he wants in there. This brings us back to the original idea, Mike. Is he's getting special treatment in the raft, right? Yep. Because they have a reason to have him there. Yep. They're keeping him there to convince him to do what they want him to do. Um, but that, that the truck blowing up is, it goes back to when we were first talking about Zemo is Zemo was such a, was a perfect character for them to team up with because Zemo dislikes super powered people mm-hmm. and you have someone handing it out like trick or treat candy. Right. Yep. So he's, he's, he's like, we got to put a, a lid on this and, and we're going to all work together to do it. So it's the three breakout characters in this whole show. Okay, our Isaiah, uh, Zemo again, mm-hmm. and um, John Walker. Yeah, I, I, I don't I get flack for that, but John Walker's my favorite character in this whole show. Well, he's point. portrayed very well. Yeah, he's yeah. done really well, and he's a yep. fantastic character because yep. he's never done anything wrong. He's a hero. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're just not used to seeing what soldiers do. Yeah, exactly. we don't just... want to see what soldiers do. <laughs> exactly. So when someone sees a soldier doing soldier things, they go, "What?" Yeah, my word, clutch my pearls. How this, could you exactly? And this is, this is what I was talking about with your modern soldier versus your, um, you know, 1940s, 30s, even 50s era soldiers. Um, there's a little bit we're we're raised a little bit more numb to certain things, and we can, you know, we families are more so broken. So people enter, you know, different professions with a lot more rage, right? And then you couple the rage with traumatic events that happen in these professions and then you just take a shot of super soldier serum and you just flip the f out yeah Yeah. because that's exactly what would happen yep Yep. and zemo's victory over them the the way he's able to just tie that up zemo was always great because you know he'd get caught all the time or beat up but he always got his plan he always won he always always worked out always worked out zemo always wins he's so far ahead of you he's he's very (laughs) he would have been great against the black panther i never saw them (laughs) against each other that would have been a fun one yeah it's always claw but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) freaking claw get over yourself How could you catch it? <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. No, a different one. Different one. Oh, my name. Ah, yes. Zemo gets his his victory in the raft. Uh, he just <laughs> hears the report, smiles smugly, and <laughs> cuddles up to a nice Machiavelli book. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the next scene, which, uh, like... Could have totally been a post-credit scene, but I, I don't. I mean, it wasn't, but it would have been a really cool one. Um, you know, Val is back. She's in the the room. I don't know why they're in this. Don't like, call her that. I'm just kidding. That's right. Hey, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. She would not the be way. happy with me right now. Um, <clears throat> she's sitting in the room with uh, John Walker's wife, girlfriend, fiance, significant other, um, and apparently they're waiting on Walker 
to come out of the room. Uh, almost made a terrible joke there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just blink real hard. It'll go away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he finally comes out of the, the changing room apparently. And he's donning the U S agent costume and like, dude, it looks so good. Like they nailed the costumes in this entire series between the, you know, John Walker's new suit, Sam's captain America suit, uh, Zemo with his, you know, mask and his jacket, like, uh, but Bucky's like, what else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have a Wakanda arm yeah. and a jacket that always permanently has a hole in it. So yes, I, 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 it's always three I sizes wish, too small. I still wish he had his domino mask through this. Yeah. You know? Oh, that would have been sweet. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't know. I, they should have done it. <laughs> no, that would have been cool. Just opportunity. Um, yeah. Later. You know what? The next time we see them, hopefully they're yeah. different. Yeah, so he comes out. His new suit's looking great. He's got the red and black. I mean, just literally looks ripped from the page of a comic. Um, and Val is working with the U.S. agent now, and she tells him things are about to get weird. And when they do, we're not going to need a Captain America. We're going to need a U.S. agent. Uh-huh. Yes, and there there would have been great. Then he could have finished out the credits. You know, after this mid-credit scene, that would have been perfect. But yeah. you know, that's not what happened. But uh, so like. What is this, uh, you know, this new threat she's talking about that won't need a Captain America? What are, what are they going to need this U.S. agent for? It's, it's perfect for, uh, you know, Thunderbolts again. It's 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 set up. It's set up. Uh, perfect. Or if Norman Osborn comes into it, uh, a new maybe they'll merge Thunderbolts and Dark Avengers together into something unique. Um, but I still I, I would still bet it's a way to bring Thunderbolt Ross back and. Have him start doing, you know, covert missions. Yeah, so then are we going to wind up in <clears throat> Alpha Flight? Like, how far does that go if we start going that direction? That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, in, in Alpha Flight, obviously, brings us closer to the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I don't. Did, I don't. It's especially with, with if if um, Carter's working for Sword. You know, I will get right. into that. But um, there's so yeah. many little things that they've laid groundwork for that it could be. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun to see. It's great yeah. to theory crap. Yeah, it's I mean Nor- Norman Osborn, <laughs> if he co- if he comes back and you know dons like the Iron Patriot um, outfit, you know, um, it's it's obviously perfect for Dark Avengers. You'd have a new Ironess Iron Man esque character, uh, and U.S. Agent can play the role of Captain America in that. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I-, I don't know. There's there's just so many things that you could do. It's it's uh it's pretty. Pretty crazy. I'd like to see John Barenthal's Punisher show up in the Thunderbolts though with the Red Skull. Well, yeah. Oh man, there's definitely there's rumors floating about about uh, he and Charlie Cox and uh, I forget who plays Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Uh, uh, but but those three uh, actors, Kristen Ritter, yes, reprising their roles, but as rebooted characters, not related to John Ritter. <laughs> right, different uh, writers. <laughs> also, Vincent D'Onofrio is in that rumor too as Kingpin, so oh, that would awesome. be cool. Um, uh, Jordan, in our episode zero, did you talk about the Thunderbolts at all? I know we have. We've been mentioning them, and I, we've, I don't think we've ever mentioned the Dark Avengers, but maybe this could be. That could be it. Sure. The comic origins. 
segment here uh, because <laughs> I, I really I don't know much about the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers. So this, I mean, at least for my own benefit, please enlighten me. Uh, to, to be completely honest with you, with, with the Dark Avengers, it's um, they're mainly they're, they're they're the anti-heroes of the Avengers. So you have Norman Osborn as uh, Captain America. You have um, a character named, uh, I think, Drake for Wolverine. Uh, Venom comes into it as a, as a character. Is he, I think he plays Scorpion. They, they have a really inverted uh, evil idea as to how the Avengers operate. But uh, they're, they play the role of the Avengers with their own... Um, with their with their own ideas and it's really if you you know the justice league and there's mm. also the injustice league mm. um you know same kind of uh, the parallel villains of certain characters that are seen as heroes by certain groups of people um okay. dark avengers they don't go back too far i think they're either late 2000s or early 2010s yeah uh, i want to say late 2000s and they okay. had uh then they also had a lot of they involved dr doom I remember Dr. he Doom was a big part of it too. It? So I mean, they've opened up Latvia, Madripoor. They've they've given us the locations to now start building the worlds. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. I mentioned the last episode too. This is the the blip kind of gave um, the MCU a way to redraw boundaries around different countries. So maybe that'll form you know Latvia and all these other different countries uh, that would normally you know be there. Uh, so it's it's really a. Um, it's it's really a it's it's a, it's a possibility this could be happening, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, I still I, I, my money's still in the Thunderbolts. But the, I wouldn't even be thinking again of the Dark Avengers if we didn't see those grenades that we saw mm-hmm. that looked like Osborne tech. And and who'd better to bring in but Osborne? And especially if you're already going to be focused in New York City so much, you got to yes. have Spider Man in there. You're going to have you got this great deal with Sony. Yep. So just start spinning it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. another joke. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, so it's a um, so really Norman Osborn as uh, the Iron Patriot is really it's it's what one of the the coolest illustrations Marvel's done in my opinion in the last last twenty years for sure. Uh, it's basically uh, Iron Man outfit. Uh, it's red, white, and blue, and uh, it's 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 sexy. It's really cool. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes down the road uh, for sure, whether it's Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers. Um, but the next scene we have uh, Bucky going to oh, get... Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, U.S. agent, when he's so excited to <laughs> have a new place saying, I'm back, I'm yeah. back. Uh, I pulled uh, Captain America 354 out here for this. Um, but on the cover... Yes. Ah, he's yelling, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. that's awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That part was pretty funny, though. He's just like, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, clearly excited to have some sense of purpose again. Um, but yeah, so so with the next scene, we have Bucky uh, going back to see his old friend, literally, uh, and tell him the truth about his son uh, that we saw in the uh, nightmare flashback uh, scene from one of the first episodes here of the season uh, and how Bucky murdered his son uh, to finally bring the father closure. 
And again, to kind of bring Bucky more closure here, um, we see after he has this conversation with the old man, um, he returns his his little book to his therapist. And he's like, hey, I finished the book. Thanks for you know all, all that you've helped me with. And yeah, Bucky, Bucky finally, he takes Sam's advice. And instead of avenging, he, you know, goes and he, uh, you know, apologizes and like makes amends with the father of this you know, man that he ruthlessly murdered. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I love seeing Bucky's arc through the series and how he's grown from, you know, all the things that he's struggling with internally. So, you know, being the assassin he was and not feeling like he was worthy of the shield and, and all of that stuff. Uh, so how'd you guys feel about Bucky, you know, doing this act here at the end? I th- he was probably looking at him like, well, I got to tell you something. And then he just kills him. I do like how he's like, I, I want to tell you something. Then he takes his glove off and it's almost like, I got this cool metal hand, dude. It's so sweet. Uh, I, I think if there's one character that's kind of gotten power boned this entire series, it's Bucky, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, I still, I think he was very under underpowered at times. Sometimes you forget he's even a super soldier. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're reminded he definitely is like a Madripoor, but um, his character arc wasn't. Um, I think it started off going uphill, but mm-hmm. then it just kind of went forward and never really went up, and then just kind of dipped. Yeah, yeah. It dipped super hard in this last episode because th- there there has to be some deleted scenes of uh dialogue there that's what i was talking early on the scene needed way more dialogue uh, like we have no idea what happened it's like he literally told him and then he's like so right. call me in the morning and we just <laughs> walked out the yeah. door see you later um, the the only thing that that gives you a sense of um obviously the guy probably never wants to talk to him again uh, maybe he does who knows but when he looked in the window and saw him and saw that he was smiling and, and having a decent afternoon I think it's because the father found some closure for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I could, I could picture was like a type of closure to this entire thing for them. Um, she even saw him through the window, didn't she? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, there was again, like, Hey, <laughs> I know it all now. You know, and we don't, he, he obviously walked out on her in the date yeah. and now she probably knows this and, she, I don't know. There just isn't enough closure situation. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just, I expect too much. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just a jerk. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> this, this is the, probably the only time I'm ever going to disagree with you uh, ever <laughs> on anything. I think it was perfect because I think we we're looking in on something. That's a story of two older men and older generations, something we've discussed generationally. You don't have those conversations. That's not for the public. So the way they make it a very personal private thing between them showing that all we need to know, is Bucky told him. That's it. That's where Bucky's story ends there because that's the closure he needs because he's completed. He doesn't, we don't need to see what else they get into and who's yes. hurt and who's crying and who's upset and how it yes, goes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave it right there. He goes over the next day. He sees him happy having lunch and he goes, okay. Yeah. I don't and again, like I, I, I acknowledge that. I, I yeah. totally acknowledge that part. I get it. And uh, I just, I mean, just 
maybe maybe some facial expressions before he walks out. No, fair. And I get that. But it, yeah. those are also two guys who aren't going to give those. Like, we know he's <laughs> grief-stricken. The old man's crying and, and he's destroyed. But that's it. They just both know, hey, we're done here. Our our business is done. We're not going to talk to each other yeah, again. I guess, I guess he's out. not going to, like, try and hit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I killed him with his super arm. What's yeah, up? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, the father's not obviously like, doesn't think yeah. he can kill him. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, just, I don't know. It's anything. I would have been good with, with just a little more. Yeah. You know, maybe I wouldn't have been so critical at this scene if they didn't start it off the way they did and kind of not treat Bucky the way they did through the, the whole series. Maybe I'd be better with it at that point. Yeah, uh, I get I, that I, too. I do like Winter Soldier, I, I do like the character. Um, I just, you know, I wanted more to, yeah. And I've, I've definitely enjoyed seeing his journey more than Sam's on this ride. Mm -hmm. Like Sam's finality to being captain was paramount. It was fantastic, but watching Bucky's journey was better because we got to know Bucky more. We got to understand Bucky more. We got to really empathize with him. We got to really Mm -hmm. grasp. Holy shit. This guy during the winter soldier was not himself. He wasn't anything. Yeah. And they've tried to repeat that and tell us, but it's not until he really speaks to the door Milaje that he understands that we kind of understand that, Oh, he really had a deep program. He had yeah. to go through some shit. Yeah, it's funny. You. you know, it's really funny. You just said this, um, you know, Sam obviously is he's super empathetic with everybody. It's kind of ironic that the one person he wasn't empathetic with <laughs> was Bucky. He fucking hates him. I love it. <laughs> the fact that there's such kind of disdain at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so it's, true. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Well, maybe he's just jealous because he was always Cap's best friend. And yeah. He knows it. Yeah. yeah. I do like lover. I do like that Bucky really did do the power move though at the beginning of the conversation and really did take his glove off and be like, I really do have this metal arm just (laughs) in case you want to try anything, old man. Um, Not afraid to throw some hands. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm glad you guys are back on the same page. I don't like when mommy and daddy are fighting. Um, But yeah, speaking of closure, uh, Sam heads over to Isaiah Bradley's house here and uh, I loved how he's greeted with what, what do you what, what you want, Black Falcon? <laughs> I love it. Um, he's not a Falcon anymore. Yeah, but he's still uh, black. But here we learn that uh, the awesome GRC, line. yeah, exactly. Um, we we learned that the GRC decided to not move forward with their vote or plan or whatever. So you know, Sam's conversation sunk in apparently, and. Um, you know, we have some back and forth between Sam and, and Isaiah and eventually Sam takes him to the, the Captain America exhibit. And this scene was super cool to me and actually, you know, got, got a little, little emotional. Um, but like when it's, uh, Sam takes him back into the room and he's got the monument and like the plaque for Isaiah Bradley, like telling his story. And, you know, he's like, you know, now they'll, they'll never forget, you know, what happened. And, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool way to wrap up, um, at least in this series, the episode or the 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 story between Sam and Isaiah there. Um, but yeah, just closure, more closure, 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 closure. Um, I, I just, yeah, seeing Sam and Isaiah hug there and Isaiah break down. It was just it was a very touching, powerful moment there. And uh, yeah, what would you guys think? I'll start with you, Case. 
Uh, well, this one I was a little on the fence with because there's just certain times when you feel a ham-fisted moment coming up with a, with a little extra cheese with some cheese <laughs> sauce. And I was like, all right, yeah. all right, this is going to be sweet. And it was. <laughs> it was actually really nice. I love their interaction in the garden more so than the Smithsonian. It's when they're actually talking, when they're mm. just, you know speaking to each other as men. It's it's glorious that each side they see and the way they respect one another's decision, and the fact that Isaiah is not like looking down on him really anymore. Like he's he's now gained that newfound respect and understanding. But he's also like you're a young dumbass, and you know they're going <laughs> to screw you too. But the yeah. the fact that they gave the Smithsonian scene, the fact that you know he was able to show that he was a hero and, and shine that light on them was fantastic. And I think that's kind of along the lines of exactly what Steve would have done. Mm -hmm. uh, so that falls in line with very Captain America move, but more importantly is something that Sam did once again, to show his empathy. And they did a really good job with that. And Eli being able to be involved. Now we know, Oh, there he is. There's a Patriot. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So the actor who plays Isaiah Bradley, his name is Carl Lumbly Lumbly. What a name. A lovely name. A lovely name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got, we got Case just coming up clutch with all these these little tidbits of information. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's just your computer. Yeah, it's magical. Apparently, its name is Madman, too. So, I don't know. You, you might have a... Am I going to change my name again? <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say one thing that... Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have figured out a way to break up like all these closure scenes. Like <laughs> maybe not like back to back to back to back to back in the very final episode. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I can see what you're saying though. Casey there. Um, I wanted more Sarah and Bucky, honestly. Can I just say that, that that's what I wanted to see. I want to see more of the future, not the wrap up. They yeah. did a lot of wrap up in this show. We, we need to ship that for sure. And you're going to do all that wrap up and not give me a future. The only future you're going to give me is crappy power broker. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Opinion, Jordan. Um, <clears throat> I think it's another situation like, okay, grandpa, I got you to watch the news. I know you didn't want to do it, but now <laughs> we're going to go to the captain America museum. And he's like, no, hell no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he's doing everything he like swore is like the last like 60 70 years yeah. against um but i thought it was pretty good you know um they made the statue pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah does it didn't really yeah. resemble him very much but yeah no, whatever no. well they had to write the name of someone pretty, else off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do want to know how sam That's tricked funny. him into going there he's like hey we're yeah. just gonna grab some bob evans just close yeah. your eyes <laughs> Yeah, Give like there's hand. any chance that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him there. I swear, there's one. It's, it's right by I the can... Smithsonian. Don't worry about it. I just got to drop something we, off real quick. We can see like, him right there. <laughs> he's like, Bob Evans, I, I haven't been there in 30 years. He's <laughs> sold. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so uh, oh, a couple. I mean, if, if they're going to do that, it would have been kind of cool to see um, Isaiah Bradley's <laughs> bandana he wore in the war. Or what are you going to say, Mike? Uh, I was just going to make another terrible Bob <laughs> Evans joke. You're like, <laughs> if they were going to do that, he totally would have ordered pancakes in this. <laughs> he seems like a potato cake kind of guy, honestly. I could see that. Him uh, and some latkes yeah. and bacon. Yeah, yeah. No, um, but I would like to see the the bandana. It'd be really cool to see his um, 
his shield, even though it's probably it's just as pathetic as uh, <laughs> John uh, Walker. John Walker's <laughs> it's, it's just a metal shield, but you know, yeah. those are kind of uh, what made his suit, or even the, the chainmail that he had over his yeah. Captain yes. America suit. Yep, uh, I would have liked to see something like that. Uh, but over overall, it was it was it was it was a good scene. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then the episode ends right there. No more. Uh, no, we get a, a nice little party montage here uh, at the the Wilson dock, um, which was pretty cool. You know, you got to see Sam and Bucky just hamming it up together. Uh, Sam and Sarah just kind of like hamming it up together while, you know, those little kids are just hanging on Bucky's arm there. <laughs> Flings I, them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, kids. Oops. <laughs> Would you grab some drink? Oh, no. Wipes uh, out three people. <laughs> muscle spasm. Boom. <laughs> oh, Aging with that cannot be graceful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, never mind. Different question about the aging process <laughs> between our super soldiers here. Um, but I, I loved how, you know, we get to see them, you know having a good time finally together. You can see that their relationship has grown uh, much closer than we first saw at the beginning of the series. They seem to actually like each other now, which is nice. Um, but my favorite part is the ending title card. Uh, did not read the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It read Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was super cool. Uh, so I was really excited to see that. So uh, my hopes are... Falcon will be making a return, but as our friend Torres, um, who I think still has Sam's broken wings from yep. uh, you know a couple episodes ago, they did show him. Uh, I forget what scene. I think it was during Sam's speech with the senator. Uh, one of the little cutaway scenes was Torres watching the the speech happen. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, we were treated with a post credit scene uh, that we were all fans of. For sure. This is definitely the post credit scene that we all would have written ourselves. Um, Sharon receives her pardon, uh, as Sam promised, and accepts the role uh, in her old division. Um, and when she leaves the, the courthouse or whatever building this is, she uh, makes a phone call. And instead of selling super soldiers, she's ready to sell all the government secrets and prototype weapons and uh, all the other nefarious pieces of information that bad guys need to know uh boo boo writers and boo sharon shame on you that was bad <laughs> um why was this the post credit scene that we got it's like it's like going to the principal's office for punching a kid and then you get you know yelled at first by the principal and as you're walking out from the principal's, principal's office you punch him on the way out again you know what i mean like <laughs> She's committing these crimes, gets a pardon, and while walking down the stairs, she's opening the gates to the new crimes. Just, yeah, I was I was really waiting to see where you're going with that, but you you wrapped it up there for me. How <laughs> <laughs> many principals' kids are you punching? Wait, yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just I don't like this. It was bad. It was awful. It was bad. Um, it was but awful. I'm, I am interested to see who she's talking to because she says, you know, line your buyers up. So maybe she's the assistant power broker. Like we have been, I'm just trying to make an, an out for these, these poor writers. 
Yeah, um, there's none there because they wrapped yeah. it up with more lazy writing. <laughs> they did a fantastic job of convincing me they knew how to write. Yeah. And then they did that stupid party montage, which, yeah, it's cute and whatever. But I wanted more funny funny between Sam and Bucky. Yeah, I wanted to, like, let them speak. They're phenomenal actors. Give them at least one joke. <laughs> Give them a walk away. Give them something. And we wind up, and then it cuts, and it's like, okay, after credit scene. And it's fucking yeah. Sharon and her BS power broker. Um, yeah, but I'm telling you, this would have been perfect. They show who's on the other side. Yeah, that you know, honestly, that would have at least made it less crappy. Yeah, and it totally would have been the Mandarin. Just saying. Um, but yeah, you know what? I would have been okay with that. <laughs> and if they had, if they had ended everything like that with Mike and vindication for you, yeah. I would have cheered. <laughs> oh man, I would have been so happy. This is this is this is such a horrible end that it could have been the Mandarin. <laughs> for all we do know, <laughs> seriously, like the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Are you saying my theory is horrible? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying anything could happen. Oh you know, my gosh, saying. this is the last time. <laughs> You're on a companion series with me, sir. It could be. We could have just got like Norman Osborne for all we know, right? We could have just got like reverse power bonered. (laughs) (laughs) We got reverse power bonered big time. Yeah, bro. Um, But yeah, that's the (laughs) that's the wrap there. Um, So I had seen. Uh, I forget exactly what it was submitted as in uh, whatever award show. I don't pay attention to the award shows. Only the Snobby Awards, which the first annual Snobby Awards was today. Um, Congratulations on your win. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, Yeah, we can talk about that later. But um, I had seen a thing that they submitted this as like a drama series or something and not a limited series or whatever they would submit it as as a limited series. So people are speculating that there's going to be maybe a season two or a continuation of the series. Um, I kind of hope they don't like, I like the idea of these being limited series and just having, you know, six to nine to 10 episodes, um, you know, helping build up to future movie storylines in these, you know, come upcoming phases. Uh, so I don't know. Do you, do you guys, see this as being, I mean, obviously they can continue a story with Captain America and the winter soldier, but like, do you want that? Or are you okay with this being done and these storylines continuing on in movies? I'll start with, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I really, is, is agent 14 going to die? Cause if at some point in the movie, she's going to die before season two comes out. I'm in. I'm super in. As long as there's no chance to lean on this power broker BS, like I'm in 100%. I couldn't be more excited about it. I would love to see them buddy cop around now as Captain America and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. as fully realized, actual back from wherever they were mentally people, the men yeah. they are now, the heroes they are, which we're probably going to see bits and pieces of throughout the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. But power broker's got to die. Like that yes. really bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, either literally or just that idea of Sharon being the right. Power yeah, broker. just kill the idea. Maybe Sharon becomes anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she puts that mask back on. I mean, she's a good actress. <laughs> That's the other thing that sucks. It's like it's not her fault at all. It is all yeah. on the writers. That was a terrible direction to go. Agreed. What do you think, Jordan? You think this should continue on, or or do you like the idea of the limited series being truly limited? Um, I mean. I- 
if it continues on, it should be after they appear in more movies. I think um, just think of like from like how they do in Hollywood. When you're in movies, the, ne- the last thing you want to do is go to TV shows and stay in TV shows. Generally, you want to stay a movie star. Mm-hmm. And you know they had this role with the movie stars. If you kind of downgrade the characters, um, you're you're kind of bringing them down at at, at just a whole another level. You you want to see them next to the Fantastic Four, yeah. um, you know Doctor Strange. Otherwise, the the MCU is going to be close to um, what's in the books called uh, the Illuminati, which is a lot of just you know high profile figures in in, in the comics just fighting uh, these world ending threats. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. Um, but you know, Shield is basically destroyed. Uh, so you, you have to uh, these 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 characters, the remnants of the the, the first generation of these movies. Uh, you have to keep them around somehow and do something good with them. Yeah. And uh, the idea of just being on a, a, a Disney Plus TV show with it is kind of a, a notch down. I yeah. think they're necessary because you can do some things in these series that could be a throwaway to a movie. And they also elongate, like having having people, you know, not having to wait for a movie to come out. You can, yeah. you can watch the build up, and then you can see maybe we can see the, the, the <clears throat> Captain America Winter Soldier movie. Yeah. Right. Maybe well, this can lead to the movie. There is a Captain Four or a Captain Four, Captain America Four movie in development now uh, with the series writer, which oh, hopefully there, there <laughs> the writing turns out a little better than this episode. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, overall, it was good. There wasn't. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that the whole thing was bad, but yo, they got lazy at the end. They definitely yeah. just went. We're just. What is this card seven? Let's go. Yeah. Let's just yep. next. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I do a lot of a lot of the villains that are coming forward for the MCU. You know, like with uh, Kang and um, you know a lot of Fantastic Four villains. Their cosmic entities kind of almost to the scale of yeah. Thanos. You know, so you have to. How does how does Captain America or Falcon um, fight that? You know, it's very difficult to yeah. do it. So it's definitely a little bit of a balance, but I think they can definitely do it. Yeah, they fight so, a little terrorist organization known as the Ten <laughs> Rings that uh, <laughs> that I knew, I knew is coming. led by the Power Broker. I, <laughs> I was like laughing preemptively. I that's, knew exactly where you were. But that's that. where the whole theory came from. We were in episode zero trying to figure out what threats you know an earthly you know hero team could handle, um, but. I will say, I think we've talked about this uh, on the companion series. If not on the companion series, uh, Nick and I have talked about it on our regular Thursday show uh, probably a few times. But I love how they're taking these, you know, tertiary characters that have, you know, very little screen time in the the movies and using these series to flesh out their stories, right? Uh, You know, it's amazing to have that with Wanda and Vision. Uh, it was amazing to have that with Sam and Bucky now here. Uh, it'll be cool to have that with Hawkeye when that series comes out. And um, like the what Armory Wars with Don Cheadle's War Machine, that will be oh, awesome. Wars, too. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I said Great Armory Army. Wars. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I do want to read those comics because I love Coheed and Cambria. But um, yeah, I, I love the idea of taking these short limited series to flesh out these characters that we we're well aware of because they've been in like 12 movies, but like each movie they get like 15 minutes of screen time. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting, you know, some of these storylines to carry on into movies. I'm not expecting a season two or a return to a Falcon and winter soldier series. Um, 
and, and I hope they just stick with these short things here and there when a, a character needs more development, right? Um, but with that being said, what do you think uh, will happen in the future of the MCU, you know, coming from, you know, the events of this series? Like, what, what impact does, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier now have on the future movies? Like, what's going to carry forward? Jordan, you have any? I know you have tons that we talk about all the time. You, know, you just mentioned earlier Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers. <clears throat> anything else that kind of comes to mind that we might see? Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, if the Avengers themselves got back together right now, it'd be really weird looking. Uh, it's cause it's not, it's just, it's in shambles, right? You have Thor who's a little overweight. Um, you know, I mean, we'll have the Jane Foster real soon, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, huge guns lately. I don't know if you've seen pictures of her biceps, but they are massive. I've not. Yes. I'm not. She definitely got uh, into shape for the role. That's for sure. <laughs> Probably survived bearing twins now, though. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's I it's the MCU is in a point right now. It's it's hard for me to get into it because I don't like where the comics are at this point and uh, where where the MCU reached finally. Um, <laughs> the only saving grace for me that I have in the idea of this is that, you know, we may have the old school Fantastic Four coming out, you know? So maybe that'll have some of the old Marvel comics that I love reading alongside the new Marvel comics that I dislike a lot. Um, <laughs> the truth, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's definitely some 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 big hope there. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. If they can make me like Guardians of the Galaxy in a movie, um, I'm, I believe they can do wonders. <laughs> you know, I am very... <laughs> I'm very scared to see how the I'm very scared to see how the X-Men get introduced and what they do with it. Uh, I'm really hoping the X-Men show up as a villainous type of thing led by mm-hmm. Scott Summers and not Professor Xavier. Uh, and then they can become good. Uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, a place called Utopia where Scott has the remnants of the mutants left. He's trying, trying to keep them all alive and he's become kind of an elitist and, the Avengers fight the X-Men uh, through the situation and uh, maybe they could do something like that. But yeah, well, um, that is a lot of fun to watch Scott Summers become Magneto. Like it, exactly. Fascinating. Exactly. And Magneto becomes his sidekick. He becomes mm-hmm. kind of the Cyclops to Professor X in that situation. It's really, really good. Uh, I hope they do stuff like that. Um, I don't think they will. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look, if we get a good Fantastic Four movie, that's a huge, huge, huge bet. start. Yeah, huge, huge start yeah. to all of this. Yeah, so I'm excited and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. What about you, Casey? Uh, it's interesting to see what's happening. So we've had WandaVision where we got to kind of experience that grief and and move past in life and kind mm. of start to see who's left and kind of get an understanding of what sword is and start to mm-hmm. see all the players that are in the, after the aftermath, this really, this show brought us to where we get to see exactly where we are on the ground here, you know, what yeah. the general climate is, what the world looks like, what the political landscape is, what the structure is of nations, like who, yeah. who are we after the snap? And then we get to deal with Loki, which is going to be probably way more meta and dealing with, you know, these ideals of what's happening on the, 
intergalactic ideal, you know, what happened uh, through time, what are we seeing? And it's basically just a big way to sifter everything, shake it up <laughs> and break it up so you can do whatever you want. They've created these areas. They've introduced us to Madripoor and Latveria. Now they've, they've mm -hmm. done a lot of this of just introducing and, and kind of showing these little tidbits and giving you the Easter eggs all the way around so that they can drop bombs at us. And we will be excited for Shang-Chi and we will get mm -hmm. stoked to see all these other things moving forward because the world is at a point now where everyone we knew is dead and everyone we knew is gone. And all of our heroes, they're gone. The people we cheered for, they're gone. That's why getting Black Widow out, I think, was so important for the MCU because they need to wrap up that, hey, yeah, she's dead. We're doing other stuff. This is a mm -hmm. way of introducing two or three other characters, you know? Yeah, so, and I, I kind of like... I kind of, in a way, like uh, Black Widow coming after these mm. because <clears throat> in, instead of getting, you know, just a, a story that's kind of important, but like, you know, after Endgame, she's she's dead. So we know that the events of this movie happened before then because she's alive in this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but it, like you were saying, WandaVision and now Falcon and Winter Soldier are just immense world building of the new phase, like post Endgame. And, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home did a little bit of that. You know, it started us out, uh, but that feels like that movie came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, and it felt like that movie was just mourning. Like, yeah. Did anyone else feel like it was just sad the whole damn time? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it was fine. Whatever, Spider-Man and MJ are going to get together. Remember all the Iron Man stuff? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah lots of sad peter in that lots uh, of sad speaking, peter speaking of mj i mean like what a useless mj right <clears throat> I, I don't know it's... make her better make her better make my mj better and you've you've got an awesome actress let her do cool stuff yeah yeah of course Must... the cool stuff will probably piss us off too <laughs> well yeah but we're supposed to it's mj yeah. <laughs> that's right that's uh, right that's hilarious um but yeah so they i feel like they're just really laying a foundation to build off of um and i'm just excited to see where we go the loose ends of this this series here you know we still have the power broker out there right and now if sharon is the, truly the power broker and not just a you know henchman of the real power broker like she has access now to all of this stuff that villains shouldn't have access to. Um, wait, 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 real quick. Doesn't didn't Zemo mention he knew the power broker? Yeah, yeah. So and uh, he says he like like he refers to the power broker as a dude. It's twenty twenty one. I mean, I don't know what Sharon identifies <laughs> as. So I mean, valid. but yeah, uh, let's not step on toes here. Yeah, um, or penises. Yes, don't want to do that. <laughs> Uh, I heard that's kind of painful. Um, but yeah, I, again, like <laughs> we Sharon could very, we very well continuing on with the penis talk could definitely be getting power bonered here. And she is just another red herring. Um, but that whole, you know, loose end was not tied. And we have all the references to the Thunderbolts and in, in Zemo and, uh, us agent and everything that jordan predicted throughout the entire <laughs> companion series um so there's definitely a lot of cool building blocks that we ended with just in this show let alone what we had in wandavision so um yeah i guess time will tell what comes of this but uh it's it's exciting the possibilities are exciting that's for sure 
definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's there's a lot of open endedness, and it's Marvel's already got my trust. You know, they they earned mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we're good. Like yeah. like Jordan said, if they can make me like the Guardians of the Galaxy, anything <laughs> is possible. Like because I did not ever care about those characters. I mocked those characters. Yep. They annoyed me when they showed up in my comic books. I thought it was yep. stupid. Falcon teamed up with them a couple times, and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> Why is this here? And now I'm that like cheering like for a, a really odd team up. Like, oh, dude, no, Falcon happen? was a like a B team for a while, so he was. Yeah. <laughs> he got a lot of really bad team ups. I loved him, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, you know, unless you guys have any closing remarks, that will wrap up our episode. I know we have uh, at least a couple comments from our Discord, um, but do you guys have any last things you need to get off your chest before we wrap up the episode here? I think I'm good. I think oh, we've said nice. it all. We have said a lot. This We're, was delightful, though. Yes. Excellent yeah. coverage, gents. This was awesome. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it, was, you. it was very fun, for sure. Uh, let's jump into Discord here. Uh, Francesca says, I know, I don't, I'm getting tired of saying this, but she said it, so I have to read it. She said, so random theory popped in my head. What if Shang-Chi's estranged sister is the power broker uh because i don't know if you've seen the trailer for shang chi but there is a scene of him fighting his sister and what looks like madripoor so i could see how those dots would get connected uh of course i was all over that theory because anything (laughs) to link the two is good (laughs) in my book uh but then uh a discord favorite of ours mel she uh you know chimed in saying she watched the finale she cried a lot and she's not ready to talk about it yet, except to say a big old F you to Sharon, which I think we all agree with. Um, but thank you guys for commenting and chiming in on Discord. Um, quick little plug. If you haven't joined our Discord yet, please do so. Uh, it's probably the best way that you're going to be able to interact with us and other listeners of the show. Uh, there's always all kinds of conversations going on. We have channels for anything you can think of. And uh, the people that are there, they're super nice. And they just want to talk about the nerdy things that they love with people who also enjoy nerdy things. So uh, make sure you find our Discord. Um, you can find all of our links at linktr.ee slash showboyspodcast. Um, But yeah, thank you, Casey, so much for joining us tonight. Uh, As we said at the start of the episode, he is the uh, other half of the Scene Snobs podcast, Tuesday nights. Yeah, I don't want to Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., you can find me and Mick where we're equals. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to make him mad. I mean, he he gave me an award today, and I want to get one again next next year, so I don't want (laughs) to... Well, now you're a judge on the panel, so hey, you can... (laughs) I can give myself an award. (laughs) <laughs> but yes um yeah anything else you'd like to plug sir uh that's really it everything on sneesobs.com uh, that's our show that we do is on tuesday nights at 9 p.m that's that's really our big thing our big push uh yeah. you can find us on youtube and all those fancy places so yep and uh if you're a listener of our show you should be familiar with the scene snobs mick's been on a couple times i talk about him all the time it's a good show good channel over there they're doing great things check them out if you haven't already allergies sorry it's always hard you gotta remember how much money we're paying you to say that so that's yes, uh, yes. the choking it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. difficult it's dry uh, it was you all saw those... it the bank account <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um and as always jordan thank you so much for doing this companion series with me it was a blast uh, we yeah. love having you on the show um 
as our official showboys contributor or what i don't even know what we <laughs> whatever call it is i like it. whatever yeah <laughs> it's nice it works well um we we do have uh one thing to plug we have actually a new companion series starting very soon that will be um hosted by showboys better half nick and his good friend who is also named mike but not myself uh, a much better mike uh, they will be uh, starting a companion series on the new animated Star Wars show, The Bad Batch. Uh, this will be starting May 2nd, so right around the corner. Actually, it's next Sunday. <laughs> it's also 9 o'clock right here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you tune in. Uh, it's going to be our most ambitious companion series yet because the season is much longer than anything we've covered so far i think there are 14 episodes um but yeah we we are super stoked for the bad batch and uh i'm excited for nick and mike to be doing this companion series i'm sure it's going to be a blast um are you guys uh have you guys seen the the trailer oh, for the bad very batch excited you guys very ready excited for to it? see echo working again oh yeah <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm excited for that show for sure yeah, it'll be great. Um, also, I'm just excited to be able to come in and like troll in the comments, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm, just I'm talk so about excited. Star Trek the whole time. That's right. I love Picard in this episode. Um, <laughs> yes. But yes, speaking of Star Wars, this was not planned. This is just a natural transition happening in real time in front of your eyes or ears. Um but speaking of Star Wars, next Thursday's episode of Showboys is our Star Wars Celebration Day. May the 4th is coming right up. And, uh, you know, our our next episode, weekly episode, will be releasing on May 3rd. So uh, we're planning a super fun episode celebrating everything Star Wars. We're going to be trying to pull in a bunch of guests, people who've been on the show before, just to talk about all of the things that they love about Star Wars. Um, you know, we might have some cosplayers come on we, that we talk about, about their cosplaying. We might even have, you know, some pictures for you here on the live stream in the YouTube video. Uh, so make sure you tune into the live stream next Thursday at 9 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. And lastly, uh, we hope that uh, you enjoyed our episode tonight. And if you were listening or tuned into the live stream or chimed in in the comments, we appreciate you. Uh, please consider subscribing if you like what you heard. Um, rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you use. And thank you. We will see you on Thursday. Uh, have a wonderful... Oh, I almost forgot, Jordan. The song. I almost forgot. Oh, I thought I thought for sure you, you knew. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're fired because you didn't remind me. I thought you were actually going to do it. <laughs> no. We made I, such hijinks about it earlier. Yeah, yes. Um, I, it yeah. actually went through my head a couple times. I'm like, oh, he's got it. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> totally going to he's gonna crush this. I read that one wrong. You most certainly did. I just remembered I'm the guest. I was supposed to say one word. Song. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> for the last time uh, for the companion series, we will be playing you out with the amazing Avengers remix that our friend SJT uh, made and has allowed us to use for our companion series so all of his links are in the episode description go check him out and support him he's an amazing musician and we are super thankful that he has allowed us to use this song uh, so please enjoy 
and we will see you on Thursday.